0: Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. I am one of your hosts on this adventure, Matt DeWolf. This episode is sponsored by Williams and Williams Real Estate Auctions. They're auctioning off car washes in Arkansas and Texas between July 6th and July 10th. For more information, visit williamsauction.com slash auto Welcome
1: to Car Wash the Podcast. Your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, beat off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go.
0: Here is your guide on this journey. David Begin of Begin Insights. Hey, thanks for listening to Car Wash the podcast. This is your host, David Begin. We're continuing our conversation with episode number two with Bob Klein. Who's the Chief Strategy Officer of Blue Chip Marketing? So if you didn't hear episode number one, go ahead and listen to that because that'll give you a good foundational uh, information about how the 2019 Car Wash Consumer Study uh, was created, and some background about uh, these consumer studies that have been done since 1996. And Bob, thank you so much for joining us again. Appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me, David.
0: So the the reports you've got. And data by wash type looks like you've got full-serve car washes, you've got self-serve car washes, hand washes, which is category, exterior express, and in-bay automatic or automatic car washes. So that pretty much covers the gambit of uh, either tunnel car washes or machine car washing.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Plus we have, of course, um, do-it-yourselfers, those who wash themselves at home.
0: Okay. Okay. So that that actually is a separate category.
1: It absolutely is because you also okay. have what we you know we refer to them as switchers, those who uh, do both uh, wash it a Pro Wash in the past year and have also at least once washed uh, by themselves.
0: Okay. Okay. And is that in most of the data sets where you can find out the number of consumers that do both hand you washing at home? Can. And, okay.
1: Yeah. You absolutely can. You can cut these data. As we, uh, as we talked about in, in our last podcast, you can cut these data just about, <laughs> I mean, literally hundreds of ways, but absolutely you can, we can look at those five segments. And in fact, we have those reports available to the members. Um, you can You can cut those reports by region and you can look at by wash type within the region. You can look at wash type within the region against another region of the country against the total country, it goes on and on.
0: No, that's terrific, yeah. And then the regions are West, Southwest, Southeast, Northeast, Midwest, and Mid-Atlantic. So if you want to find out which state is in each one, go ahead and buy the report. Yeah. So, and if you want to to be able to find the report, there's a couple ways you can get to it. You can get to it by carwash.org forward slash consumer study. Or if you go to the website, carwash.org, you can go to for operators, go to research reports, and then look at carwash consumer study. So there's another place that you can order your reports. So let's talk about the the methodology real quick. What was some of the things on the what? What was the methodology you used to to, to produce the consumer study?
1: Yeah, we fielded online, David, um, with an opt-in panel of respondents uh, from across the country. Again, it's uh, geographically dispersed by the regions and then balanced uh, to the total US, but they respond to an online survey and um, uh, we deliver that through an enterprise survey platform that allows us to perform all sorts of different segmentations and analyses of the data. And that's what helps us get to the storytelling that we're able to do in our, uh, our brochures and in our supplemental reports dumping data is not helpful to anyone. Having data with a point of view and interpretation that's actionable uh, for our owners, our operators, um, industry suppliers, uh, that's where data makes a difference.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So they got to be at least 18 years or older and got to be able to own a car, I have gotta a car. Own or lease the vehicle. Lease a car, right. And so you broke it up in the key areas of learning, which I like. I like the way you did that, where you talk about the incidents. So. How has the mix of home versus professional car washing changed? And then you talk about value. What do consumers most value in car washing services? And then the third key area of learning is barriers. What would make consumers want to wash or wash their car more often at a professional car wash? And then differentiation, which factors influence consumer preference for one professional car washer or another? So good information if you're a car wash owner. You would certainly want to know this information to figure out how you're doing. So let's talk about the first question. This is typically the the information that gets published more often and gets talked about is the number of people washing their cars. So that number has steadily gone up except for one year, which is very interesting, where it actually went down. But But the number of people washing their car in 1996 is kind of where you saw that um inflection point where more people were washing their car at home than washing their car professionally and ever since 1996 that number has has risen
1: yeah it's been a steady um i mean it's just beautiful i mean it's how uh, we want all our portfolios yeah, <laughs> to, to to perform and generally speaking that uh with some blips here and there that's how uh that's how <laughs> the dow is performed but yeah um, but this would be the envy of um, this would be the envy of any industry and any business owner to see this kind of consistent strong growth in preference for pro washing and not just preference but uh, actual utilization of pro washes and DIY has just dropped as uh, as as we share in the report going back to 1996 again, because the Car Wash Association has conducted this longitudinal study since 96, we see how do-it-yourself has declined. And this is, uh, David, if you don't mind me expanding, because it's a really important point. This really speaks to the trend in consumer behavior universally uh, across the country. People want convenience, and people will pay for convenience and you know you think about it in consumer products you know do you really need to have your peaches put together into a little single serve can that you pop the top really can't we dole them out and put them into a little tupperware container to take to work or to yeah. put in a child's lunch but the answer is is we want convenience in everything and car washes provide convenience and car washes provide instant results and in gratification.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I think about salad mixes. I mean, I don't know, my last time my wife actually bought the the core raw ingredients of salad, you know, you can get different salad types and you can put additional things in it. But the base of the salad now is always bought in packages. And that's a good example of people want convenience. Um, yeah,
1: I was never very good at knocking the core out of that iceberg lettuce. It seemed <laughs> like mine was always brown. Uh, I, I don't think our kids would even know what we're talking about. Yeah. Talked about buying a head of iceberg lettuce. I would but there's also a generation that they may not know what we're talking about when we talk about washing a car by hand.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know if my, my kids never did that. I don't think we ever really went out and washed the car by hand. Even before I owned a car wash, I don't think they ever did it. But, you know, a couple of things I think have happened here. I think car washing has always been somewhat convenient. I think it was difficult to process a lot of cars. So when full serve car washing was kind of the, the big, the big uh, predominant model back in the eighties and nineties, you know, it got busy on Saturday and you can only process so many cars and, you know, most people kind of gauge their, whether I was going to wash their car or not based on that. But with the, with the creation of FlexServe and especially as express, we've sort of taken the friction out of the experience for the end customer to say, if you show up on site, you know you can typically get in and out pretty quickly now, and since we've made it more convenient for the customer, it's 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 a convenient process that we've made more convenient in the last twenty or thirty years.
1: yeah, and if you if you add to that, David, the fact that the industry, you know again, looking at this incredible this growth curve from forty eight percent, uh, using a car, a pro wash most often to 77.5% in 2019. I mean, it's an enormous increase. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot more washes. Yeah. And that triggers a lot of different thoughts, you know, yeah. out of sight, out of mind, um, you know, 20 years ago when there were far fewer washes. But today, you're going to be reminded of washing how many different times in an average commute to work or in a drive to the grocery store. And then to your point, what makes it even more enticing is seeing the wash without long lines and the ability to be able to get in and out. And as I said, that instant gratification of a clean car, we see it in the data, and it is one of the most pervasive themes in the data, maybe the most pervasive theme, and that is clean cars make people feel good. And when you can go in and get that instant gratification, because of the penetration of car washes, and um, to your point, the new forms of car washes that are so simple and easy and affordable, uh, it it it's almost it's pretty difficult to resist.
0: Yeah, it really is, and 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 there's nothing more more uh, that shows that more than your unlimited club members who come once or twice a week with their cars, you know, it it got to the point where our car washes probably 50% of our washes were unlimited washes and they were our happiest customers because their cars were typically clean when they came in anyway. Right. So we weren't, they weren't terribly dirty to begin with. So the car wash quality they got was always consistently good. They knew exactly what they were doing when they loaded in the tunnel, they were happy, you know, they were loyal. And it was amazing that the Vastman, you know, big portion of our customers were in that that subset, but it just you know, even the unlimited club makes it super easy because you don't have to interface with pay stations, you just have to drive up, the pay station recognizes you and off you go. So
1: Yeah, and you, know. and you talk about again, you talk about immediate gratification. But David, I'm glad you brought up frequent wash programs or unlimited wash programs, if you will because this is an enormous area that we explore in much greater depth in the 2019 report. And I have to say that, you know, the price of admission to get the report gets paid off almost <laughs> instantaneously. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not selling for the ICA, but I am, I am sharing with folks who are listening in today that uh, there's a big focus in the report on uh, frequent wash programs. Because there is, well, you mentioned, you know, people coming in a couple of times a week. According to reported data, the average monthly member comes to the wash. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's roughly two and one half times per month. Yeah. And anyone, you don't even need a calculator. If you write those numbers down and you take a look at the price of that membership versus the number of times that people wash, the profitability is enormous, never mind the cash flow implications yeah. of frequent wash members. And it's yeah. not at all unlike the phenomenon of health clubs. You know, you go to a health club in January and the place is packed. Well, not right now, but it will be again in the future. Yeah, um, And the place is packed with all these new members. And by February 15th, where'd everybody go? Yeah. Yet they've purchased the membership. And it's, it's human nature. It's, it, it just is. And, um, but the opportunity in unlimited wash is just the sky's the limit for the industry.
0: Yeah, it really is. And then people that have figured that out are really doing well. And um, you know, it's really changed our industry. It's really, it's probably the one, if you look over the last 20 years, the two things that have changed the industry uh, more than anything else is the advent of exterior express car washing and the Unlimited Club has really changed. It changes people's behavior, too, because, again, you've taken all the friction out of the process. You know, you're paying for a monthly membership. It's super easy to get there. You go through, you know, the, as long as the, the experience is consistent, you know, you've got a happy customer forever.
1: Yeah. And um, the cherry on the Sunday, what I have seen and heard both in the data and in many conversations over the last 10 years with with uh, ICA members is the opportunity to make that experience for that customer, truly for any customer, every customer, it should be a great experience, mm-hmm. but to develop a personal rapport with those people, because these are your, I talk about in, in speeches at, uh, at the uh, Car Wash show over the years about acquaintances, friends, and lovers. You know, the people who come once every so often are acquaintances, the people that are friends or the people that, you know, come by the home a little more frequently. Yeah. But the lovers, those are the unlimited wash customers. They and are. the power of those people to be ombudsmen, spokespeople, is just, it, 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 you can't measure the value of that. And having been a lifelong advertising guy, I hate to admit it, for the last 42 years, um, the best statement I ever heard was the best advertising of all is word of mouth. Never mind TV commercials, print ads, radio commercials, internet uh, placements, it's word of mouth. So that customer relationship that gets developed in those kinds of situations where you have these frequent washers, these lovers, what opportunity? If I owned a business, the number one thing that I would do is I'd figure out from a business standpoint how to grow my unlimited wash program or if I don't have one, how to get one. And the second thing I'd do is I'd take a hard look at the customer experience, the consumer experience, yeah. because they should walk out every single time or drive out absolutely delighted. Yeah. Delighted with the look of the car, delighted with the way that they were treated so that they'll say, as soon as that car gets a little bit dirty, it's time. I got to get back there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, that's where we're seeing a big change in the car wash industry from that industrial look and feel to the retail look and feel. And I think that's making a big difference too for people who want to go to, they want to go to a place to wash their car that's clean and looks good. Hey, this is David Begin. I'm gonna interrupt this podcast for just a second and tell you about Williams and Williams auctioneers. They're a leading real estate auction company for all types of real estate. And between July sixth through July tenth, Williams & Williams will auction six car washes located in Bentonville, Fayetteville, Heber Springs, and Jonesboro, Arkansas, as well as two car washes in Abilene and Amarillo, Texas. Auctions are open to the public with no registration fee to bid. Visit williamsauction.com forward slash or call 800-801-8003 for more information. Again, go to their website, williamsauction.com forward slash autowash or call 800-801-8003.
1: Washing a car is an experience and, you know, dive into the data and it just, again, it just screens of this experience and this emotional reward that people feel. And they also believe in the functional benefits of washing. They believe that washing is an important part of the routine maintenance of a vehicle. Overwhelmingly, people believe that. But even more so, it's how it makes them feel. So your point about what the physical experience is when visiting a wash, my goodness, and and I hate to say it, and right in my own neighborhood, there are some washes that aren't very well kept. Yeah. And that's that's a consumer letdown. That does not, you know, if the wash isn't clean, is your car
0: really going to be clean?
1: Yeah, there's... and and that doesn't have to be the most difficult thing in the world to keep it tidy.
0: Yeah, and there, there's that question in the consumer's mind if they go to a car wash that doesn't look right, you know, how's this going to affect my vehicle? So, yeah, and there's there's still I think I think what we're going to find now is there's with with the proliferation of car washes, is people are going to have a quick choice. I don't have to go to this car wash. I can go to one across the street. I can go to one a half a mile down. I don't have to drive three to five miles to go find the next car wash. And there will be winners and losers, I think, in this game if you don't really take a hard look at your operation and make sure it's a, it's a good experience from a customer perspective. It's super easy for them to switch and go somewhere uh-huh. else.
1: Uh, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, as we talked earlier, uh, just on that route to and from work or to and from the grocery store, because of the growth of the industry, because you have, you know, almost 80% of consumers choosing uh, pro washes most often, you know, there's a lot of choice out there and there's a lot of um, availability. So you're, you're right. You don't have to choose one and compromise. Yeah. In certain parts of the country, of course. But, you know, at least in the more populous areas, the more populated areas, uh, there is choice.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, one more question. Are, are you able to hang on for, for another episode, Bob? Because we got a lot of great, great information here. You, could, could, you, could we do a part three?
1: It would be my pleasure so long as I'm not boring the, uh, the listeners. <laughs> I think,
0: yeah, this, is, this is fascinating. If you're bored, you're in the wrong industry because this is very, very valuable information. So then you talk about economic factors here for the car wash industry. You've been doing this a long time. Can you put your finger on one thing or do you think it's a combination of things that either, you know, increases our volume or decreases our volume economically, not weather wise?
1: Yeah, this is a hard time to ask that question, David, because of the state of affairs in the country. Um, When we wrote the report in 2019, um, the biggest thing, single um, factor that was influencing uh, the tremendous growth that we saw to an estimated $11 billion in U.S. retail sales uh, was what was going on with the economy. And look, two things we know. One, when discretionary income is at a healthy level, people have got the money to be able to buy something that for some people is a luxury.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for the loyal, the lovers of car washing, it's not a luxury. You got to get it done. That car's got to look. It's it's a it, you know it's 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 a uh, we call it a badge in mm-hmm. the communications business, a a representation of of who they are. But you know, discretionary income. But the factor that seems to be one that is just enduring and powerful. Is the presence of new cars. When people, and this is logical, but people who have a new car, just like with clothing, you want to keep it looking new as long as you possibly can. So, what we see is that the frequency of washing among people who have owned a car, uh, either have purchased a car within the current year or in the last three years, the frequency of washing is appreciably higher. Obviously, car sales. Correlate to new cars, statement of the obvious, but we saw record-setting car sales uh, back in um, 2019 and a trend from 2016 to to 2019 that was impressive, to say the least. That fuels the market. That creates this whole pool of millions of Americans, or whatever Mm -hmm. country it is, who have a thirst for keeping that new car looking like new.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So based on that, though, my my thought, and I might be wrong about this, I think people in economic tough times will keep their car, might might not buy a new car, but might take care of their older car better than if they bought a new one. So I'm not going to spend the $35,000 for a new car, but I'm going to keep my five-year-old car cleaner. Could that be the case, or have you not found that?
1: Yeah, listen, that logically makes sense. And on the other hand, you could make the argument, now it doesn't really make sense because car gets older, you kind of accept it for what it is. You know, it's got scratches and dings on it. And, you know, um, and that's obviously, you know, that that is that's obviously inevitable. But but your your insight, David, I think leads to an opportunity for the industry. And that is it's pretty low hanging fruit to get someone who has a relatively new car to want to wash it. Mm -hmm. How do you encourage those people who have older cars to want to keep them looking like new, to keep them clean, to realize that it is part of necessary maintenance of the car, which so many people believe? And how ultimately it can make you feel when the car is clean instead of an older car that's you know, that's not in the best shape, doesn't look like it's been taken care of, that's a bad reflection on any of us. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's not the way we wanna be perceived to the extent that, you know, the individual even cares about their car as being more than just getting from point A to point B. So this isn't gonna be a challenge for the industry, David, and, and it's gonna require some real thought about how to address that challenge of not as many new cars on the road, Mm -hmm. number one. And number two, the reality of less discretionary spending. A lot of people out of work right now. It's not, you know, this isn't easy for any industry. And every industry has its own unique challenges. But I believe that the car wash industry has some unique levers that it can pull in order to be able to, maintain healthy healthy sales volumes.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, for just on my work over the last 3 months, I think the car wash industry is relatively resilient. I think most car wash operators have done pretty well. They've lost some volume, but I'm not hearing about the catastrophic losses at least in the car wash industry that I am hearing in other industries like restaurants and things like that. I think car washing will we'll do well, you know, we'll maintain this and come out okay on the other end.
1: Yeah. And one of the, you know, when you bring up the economics, one of the other really great positive things is look, uh, petroleum prices, gasoline prices are at lows that we haven't seen for how many years? Yeah. That puts more money in people's pockets. And with, you know, the current COVID situation, shelter in place, having been the case for a while starting to you know loosening in almost all states i'm sure i believe i believe that's the case right now um people getting out more you know still many office situations closed or uh soft reopenings um people do have that transportation discretionary income uh in their pockets and um I don't know what the reality is today. I'd love to know what operators are saying, owners and operators are saying about volume. But um, that's a positive factor for mm-hmm. the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. My my prediction is that if it's going to take a while for us to get out this economic cycle, I think people will make choices to to treat themselves like they might go ahead and buy the $5 Starbucks or might... Buy the ten dollar car wash. It's not a lot of money overall, but it will make them feel better when when they're looking for a need to feel better. And it's not an expensive or extravagant expenditure. So
1: that's that's a great point. They're not they're not indulging themselves for the most part in restaurants. They haven't been open.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's no calories in the car wash too. That's the other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, if you're going to dunkin donuts or something it's gonna you know it's gonna stick with you but the car wash it's, it's well if you're going
1: to dunkin donuts you better go to either a, a full service or to someone <laughs> or to a wash uh, wink wink that has a has vacuuming because there's going to be crumbs to clean off.
0: <laughs> that's right they're a good good point good point yeah I'm, I'm gonna talk about one more idea and then we'll, we'll, we'll close this, this episode out. But uh, you glossed over something I think is really important for people to know that the professional car wash industry right now is an $11 billion industry, which is huge. I mean, you know, there, there are people still figuring out if they wanna get in the car wash industry or we're having trouble hiring employees. And the first thing I would say to somebody that I'm hiring, hey, this car wash industry is a real industry. It's an $11 billion industry and most people don't think about that or recognize it but that's such a great selling point for the industry overall
1: yeah, you better believe it and if i was uh, you know i i think if 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 uh, your next podcast was with um one of the industry uh vendors of uh, wash equipment uh in real estate um uh <laughs> they'd be smiling very big yeah right?
0: yeah every, everybody's happy right now in 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 both those areas so no doubt well, Bob, thank you so much for this segment of this. Let, we'll get into the meat of the uh, the report here in the next episode. So thanks so much for joining me on this episode. And we'll, we're going we're to finish it up here in a minute.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, David.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. You can get this particular episode at carwash.org, Car Wash Magazine, and look under podcast or anywhere you get your podcast. So for David Begin, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Car Wash the Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. A special thanks to sponsors Williams and Williams Real Estate Auctions. They're auctioning off car washes in Arkansas and Texas between July 6th and July 10th. For more information, visit williamsauction.com autowash. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.